Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to She Speaks Well, a podcast where I will be talking about a variety of topics related to mental health and anything that falls under that umbrella. Like I said before in my little intro, um, this is going to be my mental health podcast. Cat, what? Sorry. <laughs> um, and I am going to talk about anything that falls under the umbrella of mental health. Um, I'm really excited. I'm really scared and really nervous. But um, today I'm going to tell you guys kind of my testimonial with my own mental health journey um, just because I want to make sure that you guys know um, where I come from and that, um, you know, that if you're going to keep listening to this, that you know. Um, what I've been through because I feel like it's just important that you know me as well as, um, you know, I have an idea of what I'm talking about. I have a pretty good idea. I, you know, once you guys listen and hear more, you'll realize, okay, she's been through it. She's not just like talking out of her ass kind of thing, um, about something that I have no idea about. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why, um, I'm here talking to you today. (laughs) So before I get into um, my mental health um, journey, (laughs) um, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of facts about me. So if you don't know me, you get to know me a little bit better. Um, And then I'm going to talk about um, my graphic design account that I have um, and just kind of the story behind that. Um, So my name is Haley Budge. I am 19. I am a graphic design major currently attending Fresno Pacific University. I just finished up my second year of college. Um, I'm the youngest of three. My parents are married. I love them with all of my heart and soul. My family is everything to me. They're my rocks. Um, We're very, very close. And honestly, people think that we're too close because my mom and my, like my mom, knows literally absolutely everything there is to know about me, all the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, I love hanging out with my friends. I have a lot of friends. I'm the biggest social butterfly you'll ever meet. Um, I'm an extrovert extrovert for sure. Um, I can be an introvert at times, but not really. Um, I eat super healthy. I'm gluten-free, dairy-free, red meat-free, can't eat any sugar, you name it, I can't have it. And if you've ever had a meal with me, you definitely know because I'm unfortunately that person asking, oh, is this gluten-free? Oh, is there dairy in this? Well, what are the ingredients? And so I don't really eat out because of that because I just don't want to be that annoying person. Um, My favorite movie is Ratatouille. I have watched The Office like six times now. I'm currently starting Parks and Rec for the third time. Um, It's literally playing in the background on mute because I love it. Um, I also really like the shows BoJack Horseman, Bob's Burgers, Big Mouth, any of those kind of things. Um, I love, love, love music. There's not a second of the day it's not playing. Um, And a lot of my friends are like, Haley, you always listen to sad music. Like, why? I don't know. It just makes me happy. I don't even know why. Um, I have tattoos. I love tattoos. I want more. Um, I'm a very artsy, creative person, hence why I am obsessed with Pinterest. Obsessed. Um, I have a graphic design account called She Loves Well. 
My parents live in San Francisco. I grew up in Fresno, California my entire life. Um, I love my cat, even though she's literally honestly a bitch, but she fits into the family. Um, and my absolute favorite thing to spend money on is pressed juicery in preferably Orange County, but they have one in San Francisco and I am fingers crossed. They bring one to Fresno because literally like their manufacturing plant or center or whatever is literally in Fresno. Um, cause like their freezes, oh, they're just so good. And they're, oh, I miss it. So I need press to open back up while I'm here in SF. Cause that's where I am right now. I'm in my parents' living room in the middle of packing because we are relocating in the city and yeah. So back to my, um, graphic design account. I just want to give you a little bit of background on how that started. Um, so at the time, I was going to Vanguard University in Orange County, um, and it was literally the day that I was moving back to Fresno um, because I decided I needed to transfer for mental and physical health reasons. I was not happy there, um, and my mentor was praying for me, and she um, told me, or she was speaking to God in her prayer and was kind of talking to me too, and she just goes, Lord, she loves well, and in that second, I knew that's what you're supposed to do. Graphic design. You're going to start this count. This is what it's going to be called. Um, and the reason why like that just means that whole thing meant so much to me is because at this time there was so many uncertainties in my life and I was really scared for the unknown and what was going on in my life. And I was going through a lot of life adjustments and big changes. And um, when she said that it comforted me because that was the only thing that I knew for like certain, like, that was the only thing that I knew was certain in my life was that I love well. Um, I love hard and I fall harder. I am a very emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve always. Um, and so that is probably the only thing I can still tell you to this day that I know to be true about myself is just that I love well. I know I do. That is just, yeah. Um, so that is a bit about me, a bit about She Loves Well. And um, it was mainly geared for mental health um, images that I was creating um, and designs. But I kind of wanted to gear away from that. But I still wanted a platform where I could talk about mental health and whatnot. And so this is why I'm speaking about She Speaks Well. Um, or this is why I'm starting She Speaks Well. So that is why I'm starting this podcast. So this is going to be more, this is all mental health um, focused and surrounded by any issues or topics that we can talk about um, in regards to mental health. Um, but it is a spinoff of She Lives Well, which is why it is called She Speaks Well. Um, and go follow my graphic design account if you don't already um, at she.loves.well. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's a bit about me and just, I'm just going to touch on two more things before I get started. Um, one, I, the whole reason why I'm doing this is because I just want to help people. And I feel like my story, um, and just my insight, like my views on things and my, I feel like my perspective on things, um, when it comes to mental health, I feel like. I'm very knowledgeable in that sense, and I just want to help people. And the reason why I wanted to 
start off um, this whole thing, episode 001, you, sorry, <laughs> um, with telling you guys my own mental health journey is because I want you guys to know that where I'm coming from, I want you guys to know that I'm a very intentional person. I want everyone to know me and I want everyone to know the real me. And if intentionality was um, a love language, that would be mine. Um, but basically, I I just want you guys to know where I'm coming from. So you know, okay, I do know what I'm talking about um, and that I'm not just speaking on my ass, basically. Um, so, and the second thing is, is I, besides just helping people, I hope that this can just encourage you and comfort you in any way to just start bringing more awareness to mental health. And if you're dealing with your own, maybe this can be the little push and maybe some of the courage that you need in order to, um, you know, talk to your family about it or anything like that. Um, talk to your family, talk to a therapist, just look into therapy just reach out to a friend and say, hey, you know what? I'm not okay. I could just use somebody to talk to. Um, so that is why I'm doing this. And that is why I wanted to start off with this. So I'm really scared. I'm really nervous. It's weird. This has taken a lot of therapy, a lot of thought, a lot of process, a lot of prayer for me to feel confident enough to finally start this podcast. Um, so I'm nervous. I'm scared. So if I stutter or, or, or I sound weird, that's why. Um, I'm an open book, but there's definitely parts of me that I will definitely keep to myself. And there's details that I will spare you guys because it's just personal, but I'm going to share everything that I feel comfortable sharing with you guys and just telling you it's a lot. Um, and also shout out to, um, my, my camp, um, one of my camp besties, You'll understand what that means. Um, Elf, I love you. And thank you for putting this idea of a podcast in my head and giving me the courage to um, start this because we were just having a conversation in the office at work one day about everything. And she had no idea that I was going through it and whatnot. And she was like, Dive, that's my camp name. I will explain all of it later. She was just like, Dive, you have the voice for a podcast and like you have a lot of strength and I feel like people respond to it and she goes and a lot of people are impacted positively by it with what you're doing on your account and they would react the same way with your podcast whether or not they tell you so know that you're doing good work and that you're you're helping people whether you think so or not so yeah um there's nothing else to really do so let's just dive in um I love hanging out with my friends I have a lot of friends. I'm the biggest social butterfly you'll ever meet. Um, I'm an extrovert extrovert for sure. Um, I can be an introvert at times, but not really. Um, I eat super healthy. I'm gluten-free, dairy-free, red meat-free, can't eat any sugar, you name it. I can't have it. And if you've ever had a meal with me, you definitely know because I'm unfortunately that person asking Oh, is this gluten free? Oh, is there dairy in this? Well, what are the ingredients? Uh, and so I don't really eat out because of that, because I just don't want to be that annoying person. Um, my favorite movie is Ratatouille. I have watched The Office like six times now. I'm currently starting Parks and Rec for the third time. Um, it's literally playing in the background on mute because I love it. 
Um, I also really like the shows Bojack Horseman, Bob's Burgers, Big Mouth, any of those kind of things. Um, I love, love, love music. There's not a second of the day it's not playing. Um, and a lot of my friends are like, Haley, you always listen to sad music. Like, why? I don't know. It just makes me happy. I don't even know why. Um, I have tattoos. I love tattoos. I want more. Um, I'm a very artsy, creative person, hence why I am obsessed with Pinterest. Obsessed. Um, I have a graphic design account called She Loves Well. My parents live in San Francisco. I grew up in Fresno, California my entire life. Um, I love my cat, even though she's literally honestly a bitch, but she fits into the family. Um, and my absolute favorite thing to spend money on is pressed juicery in preferably Orange County, but they have one in San Francisco and I am fingers crossed. They bring one to Fresno because literally like their manufacturing plant or center or whatever is literally in Fresno. Um, cause like their freezes, oh, they're just so good. And they're, oh, I miss it. So I need press to back up while I'm here in SF. Cause that's where I am right now. I'm in my parents' living room in the middle of packing because we are relocating in the city and yeah. So back to my, um, graphic design account. I just want to give you a little bit of background on how that started. Um, so at the time, I was going to Vanguard University in Orange County, um, and it was literally the day that I was moving back to Fresno um, because I decided I needed to transfer for mental and physical health reasons. I was not happy there, um, and my mentor was praying for me, and she um, told me, or she was speaking to God in her prayer and was kind of talking to me too, and she just goes, Lord, she loves well, and in that second, I knew that's what you're supposed to do. Graphic design. You're going to start this count. This is what it's going to be called. Um, and the reason why like that just means that whole thing meant so much to me is because at this time there was so many uncertainties in my life and I was really scared for the unknown and what was going on in my life. And I was going through a lot of life adjustments and big changes. And, um, when she said that it comforted me because that was the only thing that I knew for like certain. That was the only thing that I knew was certain in my life was that I love well. Um, I love hard and I fall harder. I am a very emotional person. I wear my heart on my sleeve always. Um, and so that is probably the only thing I can still tell you to this day that I know to be true about myself is just that I love well. I know I do. That is just. Yeah. Um, so that is a bit about me, a bit about She Loves Well. And um, it was mainly geared for mental health um, images that I was creating um, and designs. But I kind of wanted to gear away from that. But I still wanted a platform where I could talk about mental health and whatnot. And so this is why I'm speaking about She Speaks Well. Um, or this is why I'm starting She Speaks Well. So that is why I'm starting this podcast so this is going to be more, this is all mental health um, focused and surrounded by any issues or topics that we can talk about um, in regards to mental health. Um, but it is a spinoff of She Lives Well, which is why it is called She Speaks Well. Um, and 
go follow my graphic design account if you don't already, um, at she.loves.well. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's a bit about me and just, I'm just going to touch on two more things before I get started. Um, one, I, the whole reason why I'm doing this is because I just want to help people. And I feel like my story, um, and just my insight, like my views on things and my, I feel like my perspective on things, um, when it comes to mental health, I feel like. I'm very knowledgeable in that sense and I just want to help people. And the reason why I wanted to start off um, this whole thing, episode 001, you, sorry, (laughs) Um, with telling you guys my own mental health journey is because I want you guys to know that where I'm coming from, I want you guys to know that I'm a very intentional person. I want everyone to know me and I want everyone to know the real me. And if intentionality was um, a love language, that would be mine. Um, but basically I, I just want you guys to know where I'm coming from. So, you know, okay, I do know what I'm talking about. Um, and that I'm not just speaking on my ass basically. Um, so, and the second thing is, is I, besides just helping people, I hope that this can just encourage you and comfort you in any way to just start bringing more awareness to mental health and if you're dealing with your own maybe this can be the little push and maybe some of the courage that you need in order to um you know talk to your family about it or anything like that um talk to your family talk to a therapist just look into therapy just reach out to a friend and say hey you know what I'm not okay I could just use somebody to talk to um so that is why I'm doing this and that is why I wanted to start off with this. So I'm really scared. I'm really nervous. It's weird. This has taken a lot of therapy, a lot of thought, a lot of process, a lot of prayer for me to feel confident enough to finally start this podcast. Um, so I'm nervous. I'm scared. So if I stutter or or, <laughs> or I sound weird, that's why. Um, I'm an open book, but there's definitely parts of me that I will definitely keep to myself and there's details that I will spare you guys because it's just personal but I'm going to share everything that I feel comfortable sharing with you guys and just telling you it's a lot um and also shout out to um my my camp um one of my camp besties you'll understand what that means um elf I love you and thank you for putting this idea of a podcast in my head and giving me the courage to um start this because we were just having a conversation in the office at work one day about everything and she had no idea that I was going through it and whatnot and she was like dive that's my camp name I will explain all of it later she was just like dive you have the voice for a podcast and like you have a lot of strength and I feel like people respond to it and she goes and a lot of people are impacted positively by it with what you're doing on your account and they would react the same way with your podcast whether or not they tell you so know that you're doing good work and that you're you're helping people, whether you think so or not. So yeah, um, there's nothing else to really do. So let's just dive in. Okay, so let us start with my junior year of high school. Um, that was like almost four years ago. That's so weird. Um, but something that really started um, 
my mental health issues um, to begin with, which was when my anxiety got really bad at the time, um, was my mom had moved away for my junior year to go live with my sister in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And it was just my dad, me, and my brother living in Fresno at the time. Um, and my parents weren't going through anything. It was just purely financial reasons um, because we've never been financially stable. Um, and, you know, we're doing a lot better now, but still like living paycheck to paycheck all my life. Um, and it was just what my sister needed. And it's what was smarter for the family, for all of us to be a little bit um, easier to breathe when it came to money. Um, because there was a good job opportunity for her there. And, um, so because of that, I started to make really dumb decisions. Um, and I started also before I say this, if you are somebody that went to North or went to, if you're somebody that, especially if you're an admin and you're listening to this because I'm still close with some of the workers from there and you're listening to this. Um, I'm sorry. And I'm sure that either you had no idea or that you for sure knew or whatever. Everybody knew my mom was gone. Everybody knew I was going through it. Um, but I just started making really bad decisions. I was drinking and smoking at school, um, before, during, after you name it, I wasn't sober. Um, and surprisingly, my grades were really good that year because school's always been hard for me. But um, my anxiety started and my my brother, he was going to move away with my mom, but he just kind of knew he needed to be here and stay with me. Um, and my family nickname is Bug. And he was telling my mom and dad, like, well, I just need to make sure that Bug's OK. And once she's off to college, then I can leave Fresno. Um, and so that really bonded us. And like, we're really, really close. Um, and my friends were already kind of eh, um, not the best. I've been bullied growing up and friends have just quite, always kind of been something that was kind of rough and never really con consistent or solid. Um, so that kind of sucked. But um, the people that I were that I was making those super dumb decisions with, um, it really it really got to me. I was really really confused because my friends that I had that were judgmental about the things that I was doing, um, and that were my quote unquote good friends. Um, they were not caring and they were fake and very materialistic and they were not good people. I literally don't talk to any of them anymore. Um, but the people that I was making, uh, that I wasn't, you know, were my quote unquote bad friends, my quote unquote party friends, um, they were some of them. They're the most caring and genuine people I've ever met. People that will be at my wedding. People that I still talk to every day. And it's just, it was so mind-boggling to me that bad influences can be also some of like the greatest people in the world. They just don't make the smart decisions. And like the people that weren't that were good influences were people that were fake and that didn't really care about me and all this stuff. So I was just really confused with that um, and whatnot. So that was just something that really boggled my mind and it really caused my anxiety to just kind of like, what the heck is going on and all this stuff. Um, so yeah, that was my junior year. 
Um, fast forwarding to my senior year, um, I was working two jobs at the time, going and I was cheering, leadership poster child, you name it. That was me. I was sophomore, junior class president. I um, I was literally the goody two shoes at school um, forever. And um, something that's really hard with the high school that I went to was that it is a very wealthy high school in a very wealthy area. And a lot of the people and a lot of my classmates, they had money, just money upon money. And I did not fit in with that category at all. Yet I was friends with all these people because leadership and pep and volleyball and the clubs I was in and everything like that. Um, so being in that environment and that dynamic constantly and not fitting in with it, but trying to have to is really hard. It, really got to me. Um, I was living in a two bedroom apartment, sharing a room with my brother. And at one point, my brother, my sister, her boyfriend at the time and me. And so it was, you know, I didn't drive a nice car. I didn't even have a car at one point. Um, once I got my license, my friends were always having to pick me up. And, um, literally I would get into games at school for free because everybody just kind of knew, you know, she needs to be here. She wants to be here. She's somebody that deserves to be at this game. But, you know, I didn't always have the money for it, which sucked. Um, so that is kind of like the environment that I was growing up in. And a lot of the people that were super wealthy and all this stuff, they just weren't good people. And they just needed to, I don't even know. It was just weird. And I did not like it. And it was really hard for me to try and fit in and whatnot. Um, but so fast forward senior year, best year of high school. I had such a great time. Um, it was just super exciting, all the fun senior activities that you get to do. And if you're a senior right now and you're not able to experience any of those things because of COVID, I'm my heart goes out to you because some of my favorite memories from high school happened during senior year. But also, just to tell you, it is just high school. And I know it doesn't feel like that because it's a huge milestone. It's just high school graduation you have an entire world out there and college is just such a completely different world. And there's so much more. And once you go, you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, high school was literally pointless. Like it's nothing. So just try and keep that in mind um, or whatever you're doing. If you're not going to college or whatever, there's just such a bigger world out there. Um, but yeah, so I decided that I was going to work um, a summer camp for um, my going into college summer and I started dating my best friend. Um, my friend group was solid for once, for the most part, um, and whatnot. And just everybody picking our colleges, going to prom, graduation parties. It was literally so much fun. Um, and so fast forwarding to, oh, okay, hold on, not yet. Um, during senior year, it was really hard for me to process every all of the changes that were going on. I was not prepared for them. Everybody in my family had lived somewhere else before, and they've all like been wanting to get out of Fresno. And the only reason why we were in Fresno was because of me, because I was so um, stubborn about, no, I'm finishing high school here. I love all of my friends, even though my friends weren't good people um, or good friends to me. Like I was like, no, I want to stay with my friends. I've I've have a name for myself at the school that I created. I want to, I want to be here. I want to finish here. Um, so. Fast forward to summer, 
not even fast forward. That's just the next. Okay. Um, camp. I literally graduated from high school four days later. I, um, four days later, I moved into camp because you live on ranch. It's a camp in Sanger, California. Um, you live there for nine to 11 weeks and you have, um, 24 hours off a week and you can go do whatever and wherever. And, um, then I had two weeks back at home and then I moved into college after that. So the timing of everything was just really fast, very sudden. I didn't get that last summer with my friends. I didn't get that last summer with my parents. And it was hard. It was really hard knowing the things that I was having FOMO over. Um, But basically, camp is just so mentally and physically exhausting. And my relationship was getting rocky and just rough at the time. And it was just, I was processing a lot of things that were going on. And, um, being in this new environment and this new job and everything and how high demanding or how high of a demand there is for the childcare and whatnot it is it's rough. It is so hard. Um, and it was really hard for me because when I, whenever I'd come home, um, for my day off, my parents were moving me out. They, cause they knew I was tired. They knew I didn't really want to pack when I had my day off because of how hard work is. And, um, they were helping me move out. And I was very thankful for that, but it was weird because it just felt like, Oh, like they're getting ready for me to leave. And like, they're kind of like wanting me out when that they, it wasn't that, but it just felt really weird. I was like, okay, it's getting real. Um, so it was just, it's just so draining. So, so, so draining. Um, and I just never really had a break literally from like, as soon as I turned 16, I got a job, got my license and I was working ever since I had multiple jobs at times, um, in high school because I needed to adult for myself. I had to adult and I had to grow up really quickly from a very young age when I shouldn't have had to grow up. Um, like my family lost our house in 2008 and we had to, um, file for bankruptcy and, that's really affected us financially the past 10 years. Um, and it's finally like off of our credit scores and everything like that. But I've always had to be the adult for myself, not because my parents weren't the adults, but it's because life just was hard and I had to figure things out. Um, so I just kind of felt like I was already burnt out and then I just had to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. So first semester at Vanguard, hashtag claws up to all my Vanguard friends. Um, I went from going, from knowing absolutely anyone and everyone in Fresno. I was that girl. I don't want to say that I was popular, but I'm going to tell you right now, I knew everyone and everyone from all the different high schools, like the sister high schools. I knew everybody at my high school. I knew everybody in all the different grades in the junior high. I knew everybody that was going to Fresno State. I knew, I just knew everyone. And then with camp, I knew even more people and people around the world and so like I just know a shit ton of people if I'm being honest I have like seven best friends like that's just I don't know that's just me um so going from that to knowing absolutely no one and not knowing where I was and I lived in one place my entire life it was very isolating the college was only like there's only like 2300 kids or something like that so it's a really small private Christian college and um it was really hard knowing, like seeing all my friends joining sororities and having all this so much fun and all this new places. And I 
good. I didn't have that feeling. And I felt like, oh my God, like what is going on? And it's hard because everybody on social media thinks that they make their life look so much better than it is, or they only show like the best parts. And that is just, that was just so hard for me to see. Um, and so I made a couple friends. I had like a little group, but we weren't really close at all. Um, and I'm telling you right now, it's, it's lonely. It's hard. There's a lot of time to yourself. And I wasn't used to that. Um, I became captain of our first year sideline team there. Um, and so that was great. Um, but definitely something that really got to my mental health and that was making my anxiety and like kind of like the sadness starting to roll in was just not really having friends. And also um, just like the Orange County lifestyle is insane. And as you know, I don't come from money and all that good stuff. But what was really hard is just like, I literally had friends that would skip class and go spend all of their money at like Louis Vuitton and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, what is going on? Like, I just could not do that. Like, it was just so hard and difficult for me. Um, it was just, it's, it's something different. I literally don't even know how to explain this whole dynamic, but it made me really uncomfortable. Money makes me uncomfortable. Anything having to do with it, if anybody wants to pay for me or anything like that, it's just, it makes me really freaked out. I think I've only seen $500 in person and that's the most amount of money I've seen or held. And I literally like had a heart attack. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Cause this is like, I could survive with this for like three, three months probably if I needed to. I drive a Prius, so it doesn't take much to fill my tank. Um, you know, so it, it was just weird. Um, so talking about winter break and the second semester at Vanguard, um, moving on. Um, um, so when I came home, when I came home, um, it was just kind of like the same thing that happened when my mom, when they were telling me that my mom was moving away. Um, it wasn't asking, Hey, how do you feel about this? It wasn't, um, Hey, what are your thoughts? Or do you think you can do this? It was, this is what's happening and we just need you to be on board. Um, and they were telling me that they were moving to San Francisco and that hit me like a truck. And that was the start of where my depression kicked in at the beginning of 2019. And, um, so I literally was moving out of my house at break saying goodbye to it and my apartment and my family, because I knew I wasn't going to see them for a while. And once they moved in February, I had, I went a point without seeing them for probably six months. And that was really hard. Um, so that is when the depression started and it was really weird because whenever I'd visit home to visit my boyfriend at the time or, um, my friends, I was staying with friends. I wasn't, I just wanted to go home. I was like, I should just be able to drive down Bullard and go home to my apartment and have my parents there and then cook me up my favorite meal of zoodles and uh, gluten-free fried chicken. And like, it it wasn't that. And it was really weird and really hard for me to understand and process. I It feels like I didn't have a home in what felt like home. Um, and I got really depressed once I got back to Vanguard. I was not functioning. I could not get out of bed. I was very suicidal. I was um, starting to self-harm. 
And um, my anxiety got really bad to the point where I'd be extremely nauseous and I could not eat anything for 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 the life of me. I was eating literally, I was surviving off of ice and crackers and Gatorade because I couldn't keep anything down and it was just so miserable. Um, and I was just so lonely. It was a lot of nights by myself. And whenever I'd go to class or have to go to cheer, it was just autopilot mode, just act like you know how you have to act and be drained later about it. Um, and my boyfriend just really was there for me and got me through it and would not leave my side. And that was so, so, so helpful. Um, I would still not be out here on this earth if it wasn't for him and just not leaving my side and making sure that I was going to be okay. Um, and something I want to touch on, um, I got permission from her to say her name and to talk about this, but um, I met my best friend, Mariah, one of my best friends. Um, Mariah, I love you. (laughs) Um, And she was just such a light to me. And she, I wouldn't say she pulled me out of my depression because my depression never stopped, but I was seeing no color for a really long time. And she was able to make some things colorful again. And she had no idea that I was going through any of this at the time. And um, it was just when I told her that, you know, everything, we just, she was in shock. She was like, I had no idea. And um, it was just, I pushed myself one night to just go to this birthday dinner I was invited to. I didn't know anybody going except for the girl whose birthday it was. And, um, I met her and literally we instantly just clicked and her and I still talk like all the time, every day. It was really hard leaving her when I decided I needed to leave Vanguard and go home. Um, but it was, I just pushed myself that one time and I'm forever grateful for that. Um, and you really don't know what people are going through. And so that's why it's always just so important to just be so nice to people and to just be genuine, a genuine human and just being a good person. Um, cause literally something so small can change their life, save their life or help them. So Mariah, I love you and I miss you so, so much. Um, so now I am going to Um, so right now, um, I'm going to call up my friend Sev, um, from Vanguard, one of my dear, dear friends. Um, and we're going to talk about some things and, um, yeah, let's call Sev. Okay. We're calling Sev. Hi, Sev. Hi, Haley. I love you. I miss you so much. I love you, too. I miss you. Are we recording? We are recording. Yeah, I'm like, it was, you literally texted me at the perfect time because I was just going to call you after or whenever you were free, but literally, I, like, to the point where I'm going to, like, edit you in is literally right when, like, I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect. So I'm, like, in my, I'm in my zone, which is great. Um, We love it. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, 
So, Sev, I know I asked some of you these questions, some of these questions uh, before, just so that way you knew. Um, but something I wanted to ask you is just if you had any idea during. Oh, also, Sev was on the cheer team that I was um, captain for. So that's how I knew Sev. And because of our, um, what is it called? What was? Frontline group. Frontline group, yes. Yeah, literally. Like orientation, orientation group. group. Yeah. 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 Um, so I just want to ask you if you had any idea that I was dealing with, like, depression and, like, ang really bad anxiety, like, the entire, like, first really, year. Yeah. Yeah, I really did not in the slightest because you have always, in my mind, been the epitome of positivity and just, like, the most cheery, bubbly, supportive person, and that is... So often we see that those are the people that, you know, they mask yeah. what they're going through in order to help other people. Yeah. And I really did not know that what you were going through was so severe, like, because you always put on just, like, you you just, like, put all that aside for everybody else. And yeah. I always noticed that, how you were just so supportive and the most encouraging person in the world. And, like, when we were on sidelines together, like... It was always, how can I help everybody else? It was never like, I'm going through something, everybody help me. Like, you, I'm, I don't think I've ever heard you, like, complain about a single thing ever, ever. And that's amazing. And I, like, it's, yeah, I just really admire that about you. And I had no clue. I really had no clue at all. Yeah. Yeah, that proves, proves my point. Because I was like, um, or I don't think I have talked about it, but no, I'm definitely so 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 good at like masking anything that I'm going through because I don't want okay. anybody to feel like they have to help me because I don't want to feel like a burden you know um so I definitely okay. hold everything in and I will only let myself and like my mom see it um so yeah that definitely ass well, assures me actually, that I'm right I, yeah I when you were telling me this um if you listen to Tyler the creator yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so there's a line, one of his lyrics, I wrote it down because it's always resonated with me, and he says, um, they say the loudest in the room is weak, uh, that's what they say, I disagree, I say the loudest one in the room is probably the loneliest one in the room, and I always think about that because it's like, you can meet someone like you where they just seem so back and so on top of it, but you never know what they're actually going through underneath yeah. it all. Yeah. So that's why I think it's great that we're talking about it because people don't. Yeah, people don't know it. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, like at the time, like looking back, if I had like three words to describe myself, um, like what I wrote down in like my notes. Gosh, they look like my notes literally look like chicken scratch. There's just everywhere. But um, three words that, like, I wrote down um, that I was like, okay, this is this was me in that time was exhausted, um, negative, and lost. And so that's, like, how I would have described myself um, if anybody were to ask me. Um, I mean, they didn't, obviously. But I was just, what are, like, three words that you would use to describe me when you knew me um, at that time? Yeah. For me, the words that come to mind are all positively they all have a positive connotation so I would say supportive optimistic and encouraging and I think 
like those are pretty much like polar opposites of what <laughs> you would describe those three words like literally optimistic versus negative yeah opposites. no literally <laughs> yeah that's wild to me wild yeah no yeah that was just it just makes me laugh because it's just like funny because yeah. I knew if I were to ask like anybody like and like we were like good we were like friends for sure like good friends but like we definitely like weren't like super super close like how we kind of are now but um yeah but yeah it just it goes just definitely goes to show like you just really don't know um yeah what someone's going through yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah so those are like the only two questions that I had for you but I also just like wanted to like if you wanted to talk about anything or like ask me anything or whatever um like how Thank for you. however long like I want you to definitely put your input on mental health you know, and all that good stuff. Yeah, I I just have like a couple things that I would love to just like mention. Yeah. Just if is listening to this, the floor is yours. <laughs> kind of yeah, like when I when I um so basically a quick background. I was formally diagnosed this January with a major depressive disorder and anxiety. So. My whole, my first time really noticing that I do struggle with these things was my junior year of high school, but I never really, it uh, was, yeah. was diagnosed, so I just want people to know that, like, since you're not diagnosed with something yet by a psychiatrist, it doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that it's not legitimate, what you're yeah, feeling. Yeah, literally, and, exactly. Yeah, and something else that I really want to emphasize is that if there's something in your life that you think could be contributing to like a deteriorating mental state Mm -hmm. really try to focus on kind of what maybe if there sometimes like for me there was nothing triggering it it's just kind of like a mental like a brain scientist like a chemical imbalance yeah exactly or like a barrier like something in your own exactly yeah but then other times I noticed, wait, let me focus for a second. Let me see, is there actually something triggering it? And then if there is, really try to take a minute, step back and see, is it in my power to change it? Yeah. And then if you can't change it, then, and if you're still feeling depressed or anxious or whatever it is, then maybe there is something more serious going on. Yeah. So I, yeah, there are just so many levels to it. But also something else is that I was going through this. Every single person told me a different thing of how to deal with it. Yeah. Oh, grow up. It's not a big deal. Go on meds. Don't go on meds. Go to therapy. Don't go to therapy. There's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. So a million different things. That are being told, yeah. It's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. And if there's something wrong, you will know it in your very soul. Like, I knew it in my soul. Yep. I didn't listen to anybody. I listened to what my gut was telling me. Literally. My gut was saying, go to a doctor. Yep. And um, I actually almost, before the quarantine started, I looked into going to rehab yeah. for my mental health issues. Yeah. And I 100% was going to do it. And that was what felt right in that moment. So I think never be ashamed. There is a stigma with like, taking antidepressants or yep. going to rehab yep and it's like everybody's different who cares literally the day your life say love so say love yeah that's <laughs> kind of my, my two cents on it yeah no literally and it's like funny that you mentioned all that because 
a lot of that is what I'm going to be talking about later is about like trusting your gut. Cause like when I was going through a lot of physical health issues, which I'll talk about later, um, I just kind of knew, like, I was like, I called my mom. I was like, mom, like, I just know something's not right. Like I, I need to see somebody, something's not okay. And like definitely following your gut and your, um, using your intuition that you have. It's, I feel like it's so important to listen to that because like, you know yourself the best a hundred percent. Yes. Um, it's all about instincts. Yeah, because you'll know. Yeah. You'll know, like, this is not how to live your life. Exactly. If, if you're thinking, like, if it's, if you don't want, if you wake up every morning wishing that you weren't alive, that is, there is something deeply wrong with that, you know? Like, this is a beautiful life, and if you hate it, you think there's got to be something going on. Yeah, you know? like, yeah. This is how life would be. Yeah. You're totally right. No, yeah, because I was definitely at that point, at one point, too, um, and that was a big time when, like, literally, like, our coach, like, she was literally telling me, like, hey, like, I think you should look into therapy, and I was just too, too scared, but, um, to go at the time, because I didn't start going until my second year at Vanguard, um, oh, sorry, I burped, oh, okay, but, um, it was just, like, weird, because a lot of different people were telling me a lot of different things about it, and it's so hard to listen to all of those, all of those outside voices, because a lot of, that advice when people are genuinely just trying to help you the best way that they think that they can. Um, it's, it's a lot and it's very overwhelming and it can make your mind so confused. And like something that really got to me too is like, um, like in November, like when I was talking to my grandma, cause she was like, well, why are you moving home? Um, as soon as I said the words poor mental health, um, she was like, Haley, you're such a pretty girl. You'll figure it out. There's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. It's all in your head. You're just a normal teenager, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, like, there's something wrong. Like, there is something wrong. Like, this isn't okay. Um, And so, like, hearing that was really hard. But, like, it's just, I hate it because I was just so pissed off. I'm like, this is kind of a cry for help. Like, you know? Um, And I understand that, like, generations before us um, definitely had – a different view on anything relating to mental health and it wasn't really um taken seriously or really known um the way it is known now and advocated but um definitely all of those outside external voices telling you all these different things when really what you should just be listening to is the internal one so 100 percent. yeah yeah but yeah, if there's anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think you pretty much covered it. I think um, you're a great voice to be advocating for this because you're, you're just cry. so you have such an you have such an open perspective. I think that you've been through a lot, and regardless of everything you've been through, you still have never you still go through life with grace and empathy, and you're you never turn sour, you never, you know, you're just, like, a great person to go to with these things, so I think that, like, the things that you say, people will listen, and they'll trust you, because you really are just here to help others, and I really appreciate that. Seb, I love you. (laughs) Thank you. I love you, too. You mean so much to me. I miss you. Oh, my God, you're an angel. I miss you, too. When this is over, you need to come over. Oh, please. I'm so down. Whenever all this is over, I'll come this summer and we'll be back on our, we'll, we'll be back on our bullshit. I oh, I, 
Sev. Also, congrats to Sev. Well, she just finished you. college a year early. Thank you. It's over. I'm really I'm so back. proud of you. Ugh, I cannot wait to see what you're going to do next. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's gotta be good. I literally remember you telling me you were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take like 20 to 22 units a semester from here on out, and I'm gonna get done a year early." I was like, "There's no way you're gonna come out of it alive." Like, I believe you can do it, but like, holy shit! And you freaking did the damn thing. Yeah, it was a close call, but I'm here somehow. You're here. God put us on here for a reason. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Haley. You're welcome, Seth. Thank you. Ugh, thank you. Thanks for being on here and talking with me <laughs> of course anytime okay i'll let you know when all this is up and stuff perfect okay, okay i, I love you yeah bye bye yeah. Ugh, i love seb with all of my heart and soul she <laughs> she is just one of the most amazing people i've ever met and i'm so thankful for her um so yeah hopefully you could hear that i haven't i'm gonna have to go back and listen to it but if you can't i'm gonna put it in there anyways try to figure it out but yeah Okay, so now we are on to my second summer doing camp. Um, and at the time, I was moving back to Fresno um, in with some family friends just in a room renting it out. And um, it was still weird not having my parents there, but having my own place definitely kind of helped me get a, a little bit more adjusted. Um, and at this time, when I was moving out of Vanguard for my first year, um, my my anxiety was still really bad and the nausea was extremely bad. I wasn't eating much because I, I physically couldn't. Um, and it was not a body image issue or anything like that. Um, and all the health issues that I'm going to talk about later too, um, are not, it wasn't because of any body image issues. And I have friends that do deal with, um, things under that umbrella. And I think it'd be great if I have an episode kind of talking about that stuff, maybe with, um, some people or, whatever. But, um, I just want to let you know that that was not the reason, um, why I wasn't eating and whatnot. It's just because I physically couldn't because everything made me feel so bad. Um, and so I had a new role at camp. I was really scared. There was going to be a lot of pressure. My, my inner nurturing voice at that point was gone. It was just all completely negative. Um, and I never asked for help within my job or asked for help, um, for what I was going through. Um, and so I wasn't eating. I couldn't eat anything. I was losing a lot of weight. I was um, very fatigued. It was causing my mental and physical health to deteriorate um, even more than it already was. Um, and it was a really great summer. I have I met some even more amazing people. Um, and camp is literally my home. It's home. I really hope it happens this summer. Um, and I got really close with my with the camp office family. And I'll talk more about them later. But um, because I started working for them in the office as a, as a helper, um, just making phone calls, doing office work, whatnot. Um, but my relationship was still not doing the best. It got really hard. Um, and at this point in the summer, I went through a very, very traumatic experience. And um, it was, you don't have time to think for yourself at camp. So because you, you just don't have time to think about yourself and for yourself. Um, so I did not allow myself to feel any of the feels that I was feeling about that traumatic experience. I, um, I did not, um, I, I just 
blocked it out of my brain. I had two more weeks left of camp, and then I was like, okay, I'll think about it when I get back to school. Um, so I moved back into Vanguard after camp ended, um, and I was having three jobs, 17 units. One of those jobs included leadership, so I had to go two weeks early to school to start training and whatnot. Um, and literally once I got back, um, I remember calling uh, Mariah and just being like, hey, I need you to come up to my room. And I was bawling hysterically and just finally letting myself feel what I wasn't feeling at camp with a traumatic experience. And everything just sunk in. And that was very, very difficult for me. Um, And so I started therapy um, and I was still doing cheer. So I just had a lot on my plate. Um, I've always been used to having multiple jobs, taking a lot of school um, or courses or having um, hard school work to do, being involved in leadership and being that person doing all those extra events and co-curriculars. And then with cheer on top of that, it was, it was just a lot, but I've always been used to running that fast. So I was just doing everything that I was doing in high school, but just at Vanguard. And it was just, it felt like a glorified high school. And I did not like that um, at all. Cause I didn't want to be stuck in high school. I I didn't, I didn't want to be there. Um, and so I started going to therapy that, that year, um, in August of 2019. And, um, I got diagnosed with PTSD, um, major depressive disorder or like severe depression, um, and anxiety. I finally got diagnosed with all three of those. Um, and that was really hard for me to cope with because I was fixated on the fact of the diagnosis. And I was like, I'm, I'm really diagnosed with these things. Like that's really hard to understand and be okay with. Um, and if I'm being honest, I was very unaware of PTSD. Um, and that, you know, I was still stuck in the mindset. Um, cause I was, um, very, um, naive when it came to that, this topic. Um, I did not know that people my age, could get it. I thought it was only more veterans. And that is such a stigma with PTSD. And I'm telling you, it's not at all. A lot of different things can cause it, whether or not you think it was a traumatic experience. Um, I had to definitely work through the fact because I was telling myself, Haley, like it's, it's really not that bad. Like, why are you taking this so close to heart? And my therapist had to tell me every week, like, Haley, no, you went through something extremely traumatic. Like, don't, don't let yourself play it down. Um, and so therapy was just hard. It, it sucks at first. Um, it was, it made me feel lonely. It, my negative, my self negative, like my negativity. Um, I wouldn't put that on anybody else. I would never tell anybody else about it. I would just only tell that to me. Um, and I wouldn't let school get affected. Um, and I was still in my relationship. Long distance is really hard. Long distance sucks. Um, definitely still my, one of my biggest supporters to this day. Um, and I'm still again, so thankful that, um, he helped me through everything. Um, and um, it literally started to hurt to get out of bed. I have never been in that dark of a place before. Um, wasn't functioning. Was not able to go to, to classes sometimes. Um, every day after therapy, I would just be in my bed, would not eat, would not do anything because I felt like I couldn't move. I was just numb with all of the feelings I was feeling. 
and I didn't know how to like categorize and let myself feel this or Haley, you can't be so fixated on this or, okay, you need to process it, not just feel it. You need to work through it. Um, and it, I was in a very, very dark place and I'm so thankful that I had good friends, some really close good friends and I had really good roommates and I miss all of them dearly. Um, but like, I'm sure my roommates, I know my roommates will remember this and will never forget. Um, I would literally just always be like bawling or they'd come in and the lights are off and I'm just not okay. And I was processing a lot of things from my childhood that I didn't realize I needed to process. Um, and in therapy, it brought out that the traumatic experience that I went through, um, I had went through some other experiences like that. Um, cause they were, um, involved. It was of a physical nature and that's all I'm going to say about it. But I had realized it therapy made me realize that wasn't the first time I'd gone through a traumatic experience of that nature. Um, and it brought up that it was actually the third time. And that was something that was really difficult for me to process and how I could just let myself forget that. But honestly, I was just doing the best that I thought I could. And I thought that the best thing that I should do is just forget about it or not think that it's a big deal. Um, and so with all of this, um, my, my health issue, I had, I started to get health issues and they started to get really bad and it involved the nausea of my anxiety and whatnot. Um, and before I move on to that, that portion of it, um, it was so draining for me to be with any other people. Like I mentioned earlier, literally at camp too, I was just always, always, always on autopilot and it's so draining and exhausting because I had all these different things on my plate for sure. Um, and just having to put on that smile and flip the switch of like, I was there, but I wasn't there at all because I was just on autopilot and I was just doing what I have rehearsed and practiced for so long. And it's just be who everybody thinks that you are and be what everybody needs you to be and just be the happy, bubbly, outgoing, fun, supportive, positive, optimistic Haley. And, um, you can let yourself, you can let yourself feel everything later. And that was really hard because it got so tiring. Um, and so then all the health issues started and literally at one point, like four days in a row, I could not get out of the bathroom. I was literally sleeping on the floor. Um, because I had extreme nausea, extreme stomach cramping, um, ex- very excessive bloating to the point where I looked literally pregnant. I have so many pictures of me and it looks so, so, so bad. Um, and I was extremely fatigued. I couldn't even walk up and down the stairs of my, um, of my building. I, um, couldn't go to therapy. Sometimes I could not drive. I could not eat anything because whatever I ate caused all of that. Um, and I like called my mom at one point and was like, mom, something is not right. Like I know. And this is what I was talking about with Sev, um, following your gut. I just knew something in me was telling me, Hey, this isn't okay. Something's wrong. Um, and I think it's really important to listen to that inner voice because you know yourself the best and you know what feels right and what feels wrong. And, um, if I wouldn't have made that call to my mom, I don't know where I'd be. Um, with all of this, because that led into me literally having to leave school for like three weeks, um, living with my parents because I had 
so many different appointments to go to within like three weeks. I think I went to like six different appointments, the amount of blood work I had done, I had procedures done and it was, it was so much. Um, but nobody knew it was wrong with me. They just knew that anything that I ate made me feel like absolute shit. Like I kid you not, I'd be in and out of the bathroom in and off the toilet. Um, I'd go through these episodes and, um, it was just really, really hard and really scary. Um, I literally had to keep a food log for four months. Any Anything I would digest or consume, I had to write it down. I had to write down what was in it. And I had to write down um, any symptoms that I was feeling after, whether it was good or bad. And I literally could not eat any processed foods, any fried foods, any dairy, um, any kind of junk food, anything that wasn't organic and natural, I could not eat. And even then those were still causing me problems, but those were just the foods that weren't making me feel as bad as the other ones. And I've always ate pretty healthy. Um, and at the beginning of 2019, I was at 180 pounds and I was like, Oh, frick, I need to go to the gym. Um, cause freshman 15 is real if you're living in a dorm. And, um, by the time November came around, I got close to 125, 130. And literally, I, my the doctors thought it was cancer because of how quick I was losing weight. And thankfully, it wasn't. But um, it was a really scary time because I didn't know what was going on. None of the doctors knew what was going on. My diet just kept getting limited and limited and limited um, more than I thought it ever could be. Um, and it was causing my anxiety and everything to just be really bad. Um, and I was still very depressed. I was still suicidal. I was still self-harming. Um, my PTSD, I, I couldn't sleep at all. I kid you not. I'd be on two hours of sleep every day. Um, flashbacks, triggers, you name it. I had the symptoms. I had it. I've been through it. Um, and so at one point after therapy, I called my mom and I just knew. I was like, Mom, I can't be at Vanguard anymore. I can't be here. Something needs to change. And if it doesn't, I'm not going to make it. And I didn't know what that meant. I told my mom, I don't know if that means physically I'm not going to make it on this earth. If my grades aren't going to make it, my um, responsibilities, my physical health, my, I don't know, but I just know mom, something is not going to make it. And so she was like, okay, what's the plan? I had a plan. It involved me moving back home to Fresno, going to Fresno Pacific. It was just all worked out. And um, it was really hard to leave like Mariah and some of my other friends that I'm very, very, very close with still and that I miss so, so much. But um, it was it was just what I needed to do and they were very supportive. And so I was very grateful for that. Um, so now into transferring home um, this past semester, winter break, even though I was still going through it physically and mentally, I had such a great um, winter break. I was still dating my boyfriend at the time. Um, Shout out to my friend group, Jingle My Balls. Oh my gosh, sorry for the explicit name. Um, but I love you guys. And I had, I can't tell you how thankful I am for all of you guys. Um, literally, I can't tell you how many times, I can't tell you guys like literally how many times I've called them. And I just needed there, like to be there. And one of my friends specifically, I would just sleep over at his house literally almost every day. I'd be with him every day and like our friends because. I could not be alone. And that's something that I still struggle with. It's really hard for me to be alone. But um, it was just hard because I was like, hey, like I'm going through an episode and I'm freaking out. Like I, I need somebody, I need you here. I need help. Um, or mentally, I was just feeling so depressed because I was still on autopilot, but just 
not as much and I was able to let myself feel a little bit. Um, so just, I love you guys and I miss you guys so much, but I'm just so thankful that I have a great group of friends and a good support group in, um, in Fresno. Um, and then at one point, um, my relationship ended, it was the same one this entire time that started my senior year. Um, and it was just too exhausting for the both of us. And it was just not worth it at that point anymore. And we're still really good friends. We still talk here and there. Um, you know, he's been one of my best friends since seventh grade and I just, you don't just throw that away. Um, but nothing but love and support to him. We're Gucci, but, um, it was just too exhausting and we just could not do it anymore. And I felt like I put too much on him and, um, it was, it was, it's definitely been hard, but, um, it was for the better and, we're all good. (laughs) Um, and I was still very lonely, um, very suicidal, very depressed. Um, can't tell you how many times I got so close to writing a note and, um, just feeling so isolated in my own, in my own home, quote unquote, because Fresno is like home, um, still going to therapy. I was um, working at the camp office now and um, they're really like my second parents. Um, and one day at, at therapy, my, my doctor was like, or my therapist was like, I think you need to talk to your doctor about getting on meds. Your brain is chemically imbalanced. You need help to get out of this hole. And I was so, so, so against it. I was like, F that. Um, I can't do it. I just, I don't want to be on meds. I never have ever wanted to rely on that um, to help me. And I just, I couldn't allow myself to accept the fact that I it got to this point. Um, and I had so much anxiety once I got the pills, like three days, it took me four to five days to actually take them because I was so stressed out. And I was just like, I can't believe it's here. And I was so scared because I was like, if this doesn't work, this is it. This is all that I have left. This is my last chance. And um, so I finally, my 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 camp family, they helped me. Gosh, I don't know where I'd be without them. But um, they convinced me to at least try the meds. There's like, there's no point, like there's no harm in trying. And so I was like, yeah. Um, and they literally started working in like three days. And it was so weird because it really just, proves to show me that my brain was literally chemically imbalanced and I needed not just therapy, but I needed meds too. And that was really hard for me to grasp grasp and be okay with. But um, I'm so thankful that I am still on them because they have helped me so much. My world was colorless and now um, it, it got really bright. And then once COVID and everything hit and just some other things, um, it, the lights have just, the colors have been dimmed down a little bit, but they're still there. And that is just such an amazing feeling. Um, so if you're scared to go on antidepressants or, you know, anything like that, even just for anxiety or other things, like I'm on Lexapro, but I know somebody that takes them, um, for their anxiety. And, um, cause a lot of them are, are able to help both. Um, and it, it just, it helps so much and, you know, it may not be right for you, but there is no harm in researching it and even thinking maybe I need this. Um, so I was also like, 
I met one of like my absolute best friends in the entire world. Her name's Cheyenne. We've literally only known each other for like two and a half, three months. But like, she tells me all the time, she's like, you're literally going to be my maid of honor. Like, that's like one of my rocks, my ride or dies. Um, but I literally, when I met her, like I was not functioning. She literally had to help me make food. She had to help me get dressed. She had to help me take care of myself. She had to drag me to class. She had to open up my laptop and get things started for me. And I'm just so thankful for her because she is just such a bright light in my life. And um, we just met through mutual friends and we happened to be in a class together. And that has just been such a blessing in my mental health journey because um, she's just really been there for me. She understands and I don't have to feel like I have to be on autopilot with her because there's still times when I do feel like that. But thankfully when I am on autopilot, it doesn't drain me and I'm able to just be there and autopilot no longer feels like autopilot. It feels like it's me. And I finally have like really grown into like, I know who I am, even though I'm still figuring out who I am, but I love who I am. And I love the woman that I have become into and that I can't wait to see where this has to go. Um, but quarantine was really hard when all this started because I was like, what the heck? Like I just, um, social distance myself for a year now. Cause I was depressed for all of 2019. Um, and still up until the beginning of this year. Um, and I was like, I've had to do all this, like work on myself and use this time to get better and be isolated. You need it and blah, 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 and pick up a hobby, better yourself. And I'm like, I just did that for a year because I wasn't going to make it. And now I'm being forced to do it all over again. When I finally feel ready to go out and have fun and be myself and live my life and stop, um, being so sad all the time. Um, so that's been really hard. And honestly, like in therapy with my therapist, I talk about it all the time and it's just keeping that schedule and keeping a routine and trying to do anything that helps you feel like it's normal. Um, cause we're living in such an unnormal world right now. Um, just like having to make sure I need to brush my teeth and I need to you know, wash my face in the morning and at night. Um, I need to make sure I'm eating and cooking has been helping me a lot. I know everybody's been cooking and baking and putting that on their social media, but I'm serious. It helps. And something for me, I know this feels so weird, but literally just putting on makeup and getting ready makes me feel like it's a normal day. Um, and I don't even wear makeup that often because I'm, I never really have, I don't really care. Um, what other people think I look like. I, yeah. Um, but it was just, it's, that helps me a lot. I work on the, she speaks well. I work on, she loves well, um, in my journal, working on other things. Um, and that has been very, very helpful. Um, and literally I had to take the no credit for all of my courses this past semester because quarantine, it rocked me. It, it, or not rocked me. It wrecked me. It, I physically could not do homework online. It was too overwhelming for me. And I already know I'm probably going to have to get out a year late or something like that. But you know what? I when, what I want to encourage everybody else as well as myself is you finish when you finish. If college isn't right for you, it's not right for you. It's not for everybody. Um, and make sure you're doing it for yourself, not for anybody else. Because um, a big part of my entire story is I went to Vanguard to begin with, even though I didn't want to, because I knew my parents wanted me to go there and I didn't want to disappoint them. Um, but I'm still going. I'm really excited to start my next semester. Um, but 
it's okay if you finish late. It's okay if you need to take your time and it's okay if you fail a little bit because you just need to come out of it alive and not burn out. And I'm so excited for the real world to start, but I also know um, it's so important to be living in the now and to learn and to just be here in the moment because you're, you're in this moment for a reason. And if you are always planning like I used to, whatnot, and always worried about the future and I needed all the answers, you're going to miss what you're supposed to be learning right now. And you're only going to learn it in the future when you look back and reflect. Um, and you're always going to be living your life for what's to come and scared of that. Um, so yeah, that is my first podcast. Um, and I just want to say this real quick to all of like my super close friends that I did not mention. Um, I honestly did not want to go through the process of having to um, ask for you guys' permission and what I say and whatnot, but because um, it's a lot. Um, but you know the impact you guys have all had on me. And I just want to tell you all that I love you so much and I'm thankful. Um, and honestly, there's almost, <laughs> there's just too many people to name because I have so many friends and I'm so grateful for that. But um, also, I just want to mention real quick before I go. Um, I like to handpick the intro and outro music for each podcast for whatever I feel like fits with the vibes <laughs> best. Um, so thank you so much for listening to She Speaks Well. Um, and something that I think I'm going to say every single time, just because it's what I live life by is um, She Speaks Well. Or not that. Bleh, it was not it. No rain, no flowers. This It's a storm. It's going to pass. And it's going to have the brightest rainbow at the end of it. And I know that sounds so cheesy and corny, but I really do live my life by no rain, no flowers. And it helps me get through a lot because it reminds me, hey, this sucks right now, but it's going to be worth it. Even if it's such a shitty situation that you don't ever know how you could use this for the positive, you'll know when, even if it's years down the line, but you go through everything for a reason. So just keep your head up and trust in yourself. And that provides a lot of security and stability, which is something that I long for. Um, so I just want to say thank you for listening and tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast and hopefully it helped you. Um, anybody, I just hope that it, it helped you in some way. Um, so yeah, have a great day and I'll see you guys next week.